Welcome to Boating Industry Insider, where we talk to executives, thought leaders, and movers and shakers from both inside and outside the marine industry. Now here's your host, content director and editor-in-chief, David G. Hi everyone, David G. Boating Industry here. Thank you for joining us. So Wells Fargo Distribution Finance, part of Wells Fargo and Company, recently announced the retirement of marine industry leader Bruce Von Wagener after 45 years in the industry and 33 years of those with distribution finance itself. Effective that day, the day of the announcement, Chad Lyon will lead DF's Marine Group as Managing Director. He joins us today. And uh, first thing we want to know is, how's it going so far, Chad? It's been good. And, you know, we're obviously in some pretty good times right now for the industry. Um, you know, where retail demand is. So uh, so a little bit of, uh, of time to kind of absorb what's uh, what's happening around the industry. So it's been uh, been very good so far. Well, that is good to hear, no doubt. Share with us, if you would, Chad, your reaction, your feeling when you first found out about, uh, about the change and, and the promotion. Interesting, because it was uh, obviously incredibly excited. I, you know, had been, which uh, you know, mentioned uh, in the re- in the press release. I worked for Bruce and had been in the in the marine industry prior, so so loved the business already. So very excited to to return. Very humbled to follow Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably you know our organization's very very strong in a lot of markets and Marine is the market we're probably the strongest in and Bruce is, was the strongest figure within that market for us. So, um, you know, really gigantic shoes to fill. So, you know, humbled there, obviously. Um, but, uh, but, but, you know, I was very, very excited to get at it. I still knew quite a few of the team members still had mm-hmm. some, you know, relationships with, uh, with, with a few vendors, some of the dealers. So, um, you know, just excited to reacquaint those, um, so it was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was good. And honestly, the best for me personally was after, you know, kind of, it was confirmed what was happening. I mean, the first person that was anxious to call and talk to me was Bruce and, uh, to kind of give me his, uh, his, you know, start to give me his views on, uh, on, on things that he would like to see for me, things we should do from a transition, things that he's, you know, what kind of priorities from him, et cetera. So it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, both exciting and humbling. Yeah, well, that's nice. Yeah, I, I think that would be really cool if if your predecessor was kind of helped give you a framework for how he saw the business. That's that's really really cool and, and not surprising for anyone who knows uh, Bruce that that he would um, you know handle it that way. So. Give us a little bit of a of a brief bio, your background, not only at Wells Fargo leading up to this job, but you know, kind of how you came uh, to that company, and maybe a little bit about your boating background personally as well. Yeah, so so uh, been with the CDF business, so the you know mm-hmm. the inventory finance business for twenty eight years. So wow. people that which there's a lot of that have been around this industry for for a period of time recognize the concept of their the predecessor companies, I should say, of Transamerica mm-hmm. and, uh, and Deutsche Financial Services. So I was on the Transamerica side, uh, came over when G Capital acquired both companies. And that's when I met Bruce because he came from the other uh, the other uh, business, Deutsche Financial business. So so 28 years through Marine and then um, did a couple, went and worked in a couple of the other businesses that CDF served. So went to um, the motorsports business and managed some relationships there. Hmm. Um, got into our technology finance business. Was did some global uh, related to the technology business, and then most recently have been the managing director for our electronics and appliance business, which is uh, 
a business that finances, you know, about 3,000 independent uh, electronics and appliance dealers across the U.S. So very similar to the marine yeah. uh, space in terms of kind of supporting independent uh, companies that are, you know, trying to trying to find, the, you know, that, that secret mix with the uh, consumer discretionary spend. It's interesting. I've never really thought about the commonalities uh, between various verticals or, or categories of, of finance. What about that cross-functional background gives you an advantage? Could you detail a little bit about what that broad background does for you here now in the Marine Division? It does on a couple levels. One is that you kind of appreciate the dynamics, the relationships, uh, and, and kind of what the product positioning is in these mm-hmm. other businesses. And I'll give you a specific example. The electronics and appliance business right now is probably a little bit ahead of some of the other businesses, including Marine, and kind of e-commerce and purchasing stuff online, right? So the pandemic created a lot of uh, people were buy, started to buy online, right? That's that's not a new fad, but that really accelerated it. And that business probably spends more, invests more in marketing itself and trying to be have a, have a very valuable online presence that I think the boat business is probably behind a little bit, but, but we'll probably catch up. So just getting some perspectives like that mm-hmm. on areas where – Different businesses are at different points in the in the in the cycle. Um, is when I say cycle, just kind of the bit, you know, kind of as these businesses evolve. Um, I think is 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 interesting and just just kind of appreciating different factors and 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 what's what's impacts consumer behaviors. You know how to, you know from a level of discretionary spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what are some of the what are some of the characteristics, good or bad, that 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 kind of. Um, you know, the out, the surrounding parts of the industries, whether it's water access or other things that impact marine, they wouldn't necessarily impact other businesses, but there are other limitations. So just how we kind of balance all those is, is that the finance company kind of appreciate the market that we serve and the customers we serve and kind of what their their priorities has been, in, in my opinion, been very helpful for me personally. Um, and it does broaden your 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 sense a little bit of uh, of kind of what the what what is really kind of happening around all these t- different markets? So it gives you just a little bit broader sense as you're as you're coming in. So I think it's good from that st- standpoint. And I actually think on the inverse, having the the you know twelve years of marine experience is incredibly important because it is mm-hmm. a unique business. Yes. Yeah. Um. You know, it is having been in these other businesses. Marine is much more relationship driven, much more trust driven than some of the other businesses I've been in, which I think is. Uh, you know, is an important element. So you to understand that coming in and that that's probably my number one priority um, versus trying to reset a strategy or, or kind of how we think about, you know, we go to market or other things that would be kind of typical for a new boss. For me, it's pretty much how do I get and build some of these relationships and kind of build in that trust that, uh, that, uh, that Bruce had, that it had built over time so well. Yeah, you you remind me using the word relationship several times that even though you live in a world, you know, trafficking and and Excel spreadsheets and numbers and metrics and and algorithms and, and, you know, credit scores and the like, ostensibly, it really is a relationship business. And it's also a small world as fragmented as the boating marine business is. It's still a very small world, isn't it? Without question, and I, I would joke that you know the spreadsheets and all the models and everything that we use, our money is still the same color as others. So, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, the, you you want to do business with people you trust, and they're going to yeah. be there through thick and thin. So that's the relationships and the trust are really important elements, and and yeah. what we do. Yeah, and we oh, value. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and we do value that a lot. 
Yeah, well, I appreciate that sentiment. Exactly. Uh, let's talk, let's broaden the view out a little bit. Uh, give me your, you, Bruce shared with you, you know, some, some, maybe some mandates, some things that, that he thought were important. Give me your kind of overall 30,000 foot view of the boating industry, looking back on this incredible 13 or 14 months that we've had both uh, incredibly good and incredibly bad, some, un, you know, highs and lows that, that nobody could have seen or forecast. Kind of give your your state of the state of the recreational boating industry as you see it right now yes i so i enter i see obviously what most is that you have uh, an industry that was facing in the right direction in, in terms of kind of consumer preferences as we as the shelter in place and some of the other restrictions were lifted last summer um it was a business that coming off of 19 was probably really ready for Mm-hmm. Um, some some a spike in demand. I don't think anyone was ready for the spike in demand that has happened, um, and so it's 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 created a heck of an opportunity for the business, particularly obviously the dealers initially because they were, you know, sitting on a pretty reasonable amount of inventory. You see a spike in demand. You see um, you know lots of new entrants into the market. So you see kind of the sell through um, that, that that continued into the first half of this year, and really the it's been. You know, it's been it's been fantastic. I mean, look at all the public numbers, whether it's, uh, you know, what's what's put out by the industry segments or the or mm-hmm. the public com, uh, publicly traded companies. All the numbers are really, really, really good. I mean, historically good. Mm-hmm. So, the, the you know, the, the challenge for the business is that kind of twofold, at least for my again, this is a very. Uh, high level view and, and obviously uh, one that gets is continued to be formed as I talk to more customers and understand the, the the nuances of the market a little bit is that is kind of as you turn the you turn the corner now and it start heading the second half of next year or second half this year part of next year is you know what does supply look like so what does the inventory levels look like relative to uh, last year so there's going to be some challenges um, to, to to try to understand where those how that kind of the supply meets the the retail mm-hmm. demand. And then how do we as an industry make sure that we're doing everything we can to keep the first time buyers to turn those into second, third, fourth, fifth time buyers like, uh, you know, this industry is really, you know, kind of was the found, at least my best view is the foundation is a lot of it was people, you know, building good relationships, their local dealer that the, with the brands that they bought, the boats that they bought and wanting to, you know, have that, that, that upgrade cycle. Um, how do we get you know people into that jet stream? Um, that are new, were new to the market. Are you bullish on the future of recreational boating that we can not only keep those first-time boaters in, but but continue to find a pipeline of, of new boaters in the future? What I believe fundamentally, and a lot of people talk about more broadly, is you know the, the habit forming, right? What habits have consumers mm-hmm. formed through this, through the shutdowns, through the restrictions, um, all those different. Um, uh, elements, right? So I just feel like if the habits have been formed and people want to spend time doing things in, 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 in uh, you know, kind of the, these different types of settings where there's distancing more so than travel or more so than big sporting events, um, I do think that that's a, that should be a stronger push for new consumers to stay in the business than someone that wasn't quite as committed and was trying to test it out. So it just feels like you know, at a high level that there probably is a little bit more, um, you know, an initial, um, you know, there was a little bit more initial draw and, and uh, which should, should create a little bit more, you know, kind of pull, pull through, I would think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think, 
you know, just again, this is just my early, early, early views, if you appreciate. Sure. Uh, it seems like everyone that I've talked to from an industry standpoint feels optimistic that they've got the tools to keep up with the, um, the, the these new entrants and that they, mm-hmm. that they feel like there's going to be a better retention rate. So, you know, that just has me feel op- optimistic that they're not taking for that for granted, right? That the people are talking openly about the, the opportunities and, 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 and feel like there is uh, the conversion rates are going to be high into that second time uh, buyer. Well, certainly, I think that's something that the industry is very conscious and, and cognizant of and, uh, and definitely working towards. Speaking of working, you've been on the job a couple of weeks. Any uh, any big surprises, anything that, that you expected to do that you're not or, or uh, conversely? So being still not in a, uh, you know, being in a circumstance where there's not a lot of external travel, mm-hmm. um, oh, that's, sure. that's sure. You know that's that's a that's a material difference from you know I think would you traditionally start in a job like this there would have been uh, there would have been a lot is you know try to get more face to face versus Zoom calls right um, so that's been probably a little different but I anticipated that difference sure um, but I think you know generally speaking it's just it's just not being able to get out as uh, out as much um, but I think obviously I think we're all feeling that that's gonna you know change here over the next uh, few months is is the is the is the vaccines and other uh, other things um um you know kind of take hold and we uh, we we see a little bit uh you know less case counts yeah, boy, I, I certainly, uh, from your mouth to God's ears, they say, I certainly, uh, <laughs> we're counting on it. <laughs> we're counting on it. You know, when I, when I, I last physically saw Bruce at, uh, he carved out some time for us. I was, I was very appreciative of at the Miami International Boat Show, sat at the hotel with him and, and a couple of, uh, uh, his staff members. And, and we were just talking about industry events and specifically about Elevate, our, our boating industry, industry conference. And and uh, he said that that he and his staff attend about, you know, somebody from Wells Fargo uh, attends 72 industry events between annual dealer meetings and, and 20 groups and, and trade shows and all kinds of things. So that when you talk about not being on the road, I mean, that that is a significant travel calendar that that has, you know, really largely been curtailed, hasn't it? Yes. I mean, well, obviously not having the Miami Boat Show this year and in uh, the dealer meetings and yeah. some of the local yeah. boat shows. I mean, there is, and again, that kind of goes back to my early comment about the relationships. I think the, the a lot of businesses transacted in the lobbies of hotels where people are catching up on certain things or, you know, sitting down at someone's booth at a bit of an event or not. That's, I think that's the, a little bit more of the industry you know, it's a common ground, a lot of people are in a lot of spots. So I think to not have those events was, uh, it was hard. It was very hard for, you know, us as an organization collectively, not just in Marine, but just across our entire business to keep up with sure. customers and to maintain, sure. particularly when you're talking about, you know, a year ago, we were in kind of quasi lockdown, right? So we're, we're thinking the world's kind of coming to an end. And then Next thing you know, the retail demand goes through the roof uh, within 60, 90 days. That's a hard, that's a hard kind of, uh, that's a hard shift to make regardless. And then you have to do it over the phone or over Zoom. You're not really out in the market kind of really getting a full feel for what's happening. So it, uh, it did, it was, uh, it was hard for the, for the business. And I do think they're they're looking forward to at least getting back out to some level of those events. I don't know. I assume that they'll all get rescheduled over the next couple of years, but uh, certainly, um, certainly doing our part with the industry. 
Well, I will look forward to seeing you face to face, person to person, shaking your hand or fist bumping or whatever, whatever we're doing at that point and, uh, and uh, saying hi, but I, I certainly appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to have a little bit of an electronic introduction over over this platform and uh, welcome you and uh, congratulations again on, on the promotion and all the best and, uh, and look forward to, uh, to working with you as, as we did with Bruce. Awesome, David. I appreciate that a ton. And I, uh, yes, I would like a good working relationship because I think it's a very important for us to, that it kind of goes to the relationship piece, right? It's a, it's not a huge industry. We need to be connected and understand and appreciate all the different parts of it. So I appreciate that a lot. And we certainly appreciate you listening as well. I'm David G, Boating Industry Content Director and Editor-in-Chief. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you on the water. So long, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this edition of Boating Industry Insider. We'd love your feedback or let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes. Happy boating!